following is paid programming and is operated and produced independently. The current views and opinions expressed belong solely to the operators and do not represent the views or opinions of Family Flavors, the Slide WBN Inc., its affiliates, its sister companies, or respective companies which these individuals are affiliated or have been previously affiliated. The program's participants' opinions and content are based upon information they consider reliable, but neither Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. nor its affiliates warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be considered as such. All rights to the media broadcast on this platform belong solely to the copyright owners of said media. Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. and its affiliates do not make claims to own the media broadcasted on our network. Community advocate Rachel Stovall and my guests are going to bring a good show. I'm so excited about this. My special guests are Jane North Glenn and her husband Daryl Glenn. And I'm going to hit you with the bio so you know what is actually up, so you understand the background and the expertise from which these views are coming from. This is going to be an unusual show with some things that you maybe haven't thought about. Jane Northrup Glenn is the author of God Punched Back, Knocking Out the United States Government to Set People Free. I think a lot of us would like that just about now. And God's Public Option, A Separation of Church and State the Way Jehovah Jireh Intended. These engaging, easy-to-read books are the first of a four-book series discussing the end times, Christians, politics, financial bondage to the government, and God's plan, exodus out of debt, enslavement, and the current secular humanistic rule of law. Woo! That's a mouthful, isn't it? But I'm telling you, wait till you see how everything fits in as we get into the conversation. Mrs. Glenn is a visionary with a diverse professional background that includes positions in both the nonprofit and for-profit sectors. As an entrepreneur, she has worked extensively with the homeless and with juvenile and adult offenders in the capacity of job placement. She's the founder of Authority Staffing, a Christian business prototype that specialized employees that had been incarcerated. Authority Staffing was recognized by the state of Colorado in 2016 and named one of 21 gospel-driven businesses of excellence by Ministry Today. Jane earned a bachelor's in home economics with an emphasis in human development and family studies from Colorado State University in Fort Collins, Colorado. She's a member of the Christian Harvest International's Strategic Prayer Apostolic Network. Woo, span, y'all, and is married to Daryl Glenn. I'm going to hit you up with Daryl later when we get into a little bit more about him. But right now, we're going in. We're going to find out what we can do to get Uncle Sam out of our business. Mm. I'm excited. Welcome, Jay. Thank you. So glad to have you. Thank you. All right, let's hit these people up. Tell them about um, the books, and then we'll move into some other things. 
So uh, in 2018, I had been following the Lord uh, for a long time, many years up to that point. And in 2018, he said, write a book. And I said, what the heck do you want me to write about, Lord? And he said, write what you know. Hmm. And I said, all right. So I started writing about uh, just my personal experience at the time. Um, my oldest son had gotten in a little trouble with the law and there was a miracle that took place with uh, regard to that. And so I just started writing about that. And as I began writing, um, the Holy Spirit started uh, forming my thoughts and had me very specifically write things down the way that he wanted them written. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, long story short, um, he gave me a solution to get the government out of people's lives uh, in these books, and that's really what, what it's about. Um, the first book was published in early 2020, right after uh, COVID, and then the second book was published the next year. And they mm -hmm. were both written at that point. Um, so anyway, I sat on the messaging for a while because it's really different and not uh, a lot of people aren't ready to hear what is said in these books. Sure. And then recently I felt like the Lord was telling me it was time mm -hmm. uh, to bring the messaging to a platform. And so uh, right after that, I thought, okay, well, what am I going to do? I, I'm not on social media. I don't like social media. I don't use it very well. Does anyone like and it? <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, you're trying to stay off of it, really. I wasn't even on it. I don't even know. So I thought, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll try and figure this out. And I started a YouTube channel called Kingdom Industrial Complex. Okay. And thought, well, this will be a fun way for me to get the message out and promote the books at the same time. And so I've done a number of videos for in Kingdom Industrial Complex yes. and explain the term Kingdom Industrial Complex and how it relates to the messaging that, that sure. uh, God's been giving me. So uh, anyway, I cannot have this conversation without talking boldly about Jesus Christ. Um, we have no issues yeah. with that so, here. <laughs> Yeah. Now Facebook may have issues. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll call him. So, we'll call him JC. Yeah, yeah. We'll call him JC. We'll yeah. use some code words yeah. and we ain't using like no that. code words. <laughs> Look, I'll I'll have a picture. It'll be it'll be me. It'll be Jesus. It'll be you guys. And underneath will be like I said what I said. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we're um, we are so open to every single perspective here at Family Flavors of Life World Broadcast Network, and we have lots of ministers. In fact, we have a, a neat show on Sunday called uh, Message from the Mountain. Oh. That is all gospel music, so we've been excited about that, and we've had lots of ministers in and out of all of the shows, and Facebook didn't completely shut down our page, so we feel like we're getting away with something, and we're loving it. Yeah, very good. Okay, so <clears throat> the Christian, um, the kingdom industrial complex. Right. By the way, that term is not in these books. That was a term that came to me when I thought, what am I going to call my YouTube channel? Yeah. And I started thinking about, well, what's in the books? And uh, so, so the books pit uh, God's systems against man's systems. 
uh, parentheses, the government systems, right? Sure. The, the systems that man created. And so um, I am very familiar with the prison industrial complex. Exactly! And, and, <laughs> and the military industrial that complex. Was so, that right? was so cool. It's yeah. so controversial right? and interesting. Yeah. And so, um, and so I thought, okay, well, that's kind of clever. And, you know, if I'm being honest, it probably was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And I said, Kingdom Industrial Complex, that, that's pretty cool because the books really are, they pit God against the government. Yeah. And, Just um, like now. Yes, yes. Because we can definitely right. see in some trends of things that are happening right now that it, it really is celebrity death match. Yes, it is. And the reason why the timing is such where God is intervening is because um, we really have crossed the Rubicon um, with yeah. COVID. COVID began the, 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 I guess, timer for heading into some really, really, really difficult times, which I believe are the end times. I'm not talking about the tribulation. I don't believe that the tribulation has started. That's not sure. what I'm talking about. I do think it's coming up in our lifetime and but soon. But we are, we are right. going to see some things that we just haven't seen in history before. Right, exactly. And so now, because Jesus loves us so much, he is now saying, hey, folks, I left this up to you up to now, right? You guys didn't really do that great of a job, unfortunately. Absolutely So uh, I'm actually going to come in and help you out. I'm going to throw you a Hail Mary pass here, and uh, I'm going to give you a solution on how you can unhook from the government because because what is coming through the government Mm -hmm. is purely diabolical. Absolutely true. And and so so now I have uh, a kingdom solution, and the way that God showed me to you to to – so he shows me everything – Binary, right? He shows me everything that is real versus counterfeit, truth versus lie, and he shows me the strategy of the enemy and, and how to counter it. So I have an I have a unique position, I believe, in the natural world, where I can see uh, politics in the natural world, and mm-hmm. I can see the strategies in the in the spirit realm. Okay. And so to be able to bridge those and say, hey, folks, this is what's going on in the spirit realm. Here's how we respond in the natural realm. And um, because most people live in the natural realm, right? right? There's very few people sure. that kind of operate in the spirit realm. So anyway, so you you already warned your audience that this was going to be an interesting conversation. So what's upset? This so, is what we do. Here. So back to kingdom industrial complex. Sure. So in these books, God is setting Himself up to compete with the man-made prison industrial complex and prison and or and and military industrial complex Mm -hmm. so it's the kingdom industrial complex which is the real versus the counterfeit systems that are enslaving humanity right now and and i think that everyone who has lived through this time and through this pandemic understands that there is something that's happening that's not correct. We're, we're rarely told the truth. We can't figure out where to turn to. And then almost all of the systems we grew up having some type of trust in and our cultural institutions, almost everybody's walking around in a state of absolute distrust and disbelief. These, you know, um, all of those systems as you were this you know of relationships and people in you know places that were supposed to be in power to take care of us we've i think we've all become very clear on the fact that many many 
of these folks are doing the exact opposite. And it's disappointing and upsetting. And I think it's some of the stuff that's driving our drastic and quiet mental health crisis. Because what do you do if you don't have trust? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So what we're going to be, what we're going to see moving forward is uh, some separations, right? And the, and the Bible talks about separations. So we're going to we're going to see separations, the separation of the wheat from the chaff, um, and and that's within the even the Christian community. So a, lo a lot of the messages, actually, most of the messages in these books are directed towards Christians. Um, that, and I'm a Christian, so I'm in the group, right? That's cool. Of Christians, right? And um, you know what what Jesus has shown me is that we've we've really failed we we have failed as Christians in America and we love to pat ourselves on the back and oh this this is a Christian country and all this and and it's like mm, our behavior says something not else doesn't really it? you know and then this whole um, what is that Oh, the whole prosperity gospel comes out, right? Ooh. And it's like, oh, well, God will make you rich if you follow him and do. It's like, that's not, it's way more complex than that. And the prosperity gospel is man-made. That is, that is not, that mm -hmm. is not in scripture. That is, you know, come it on. It does seem it's, like the pastors of the prosperity gospel are doing quite well. <laughs> they, they are doing well. <laughs> 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 That's I'm not sure how the congregations are doing. So. Yeah, I, I think exactly. we all have to be, you know, somewhat the building funds. So, yeah, yeah, the building funds are doing yeah. quite well. I don't, I don't really see them at the park helping out the homeless and things like that. It makes me wonder yeah. what's really going on. For yeah. Sure. So this, um, I'm going to say, try and say at a really high level in this conversation because yeah. uh, you, if you threw, I can improv anything, right? So, uh, I. My entire life, I would say, you know, I know a little bit about everything and not a lot about anything, right? So if you gave me a topic, I could improv it. I could, you, if I took housing, I could write a master's thesis on housing, the man-made system sure. versus what the Lord has shown me as the new way to do things with zero government funding. Same thing with employment. Same thing with health care. Same. You, you t tell me the topic. So we could solve these problems. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, this is revolutionary because... It's a divine blueprint. It's yeah. not something that I came up with. I didn't, I didn't say, yeah. hey, here's a good idea. But, but look, I believe that in part I was picked to steward this sure. because of my obedience to Jesus. And I live a life of I, I am, I'm, I'm a Jesus freak. You know, everything. I eat, sleep, and breathe Jesus. Um, I actually unaffiliated from a political party because he told me the parties weren't his and um and i was like well, I by the way i completely agree with yeah that. i'm like uh, <laughs> i said i said hey pops i'm not gonna but we have uh, what we gonna, have right now i know but that's what i'm talking about we that's a man-made system agreed right because we couldn't figure out what to do because right. each individual should be connected divinely connected right yes and so many of us aren't we can't get in sync the way we should. But let me let me tell you something. It was 2016 when um, I was following the Lord very closely, and that was the general uh, general election was taking place. And I said, "Man, Lord, I, I, am I supposed to? How am I supposed to vote? For real? Right? They both were a hot mess. Right? How am I supposed to vote? And, and he said, um, "Don't vote for either. The parties aren't mine." And uh, I said, "Okay." And so I unaffiliated from my party at the time. And when I did that, by the way, it was like 
instantaneously, I felt the shackles come off. So if, if I... If I were to make any one recommendation to anybody listening right now to this show is I would say get online. I don't know. Is it Secretary of State? I don't even know. I don't even know where you where I think you go on the Secretary of State. By the way, we debate this. You know, we're, I'm sure we're married. Right? We're married. My husband's a politician. Yeah, we debate this. Well, some of us and are called to this even if it is just a shed light in the darkness. So yeah, I know. Every, every place. But the voters don't need to be registered. Right. That's true. Right. That's my point. Mm -hmm. I'm not running for office. I'm not registered to, uh, with the party. Right. So anyway, so when I got on there and I unaffiliated, it was immediately I felt free. I get it. And my mind changed. And I was no longer like uh, like feeling like I was being drawn to a particular side or yeah, another yeah. side. Yeah. And even though I, I was, you know, had my own opinions at the time anyway it was just there was a freedom that came with it it was a spiritual and a physical freedom that That's came with, with doing that and um so anyway so then of course you know i'm part of the conservative christian community right mm -hmm. and i had my friends you know doing intervention with me you know you have to vote for so and so you have to vote and i'm like uh, i'm not voting for any of them i'm gonna write in a cartoon character which i did and um <laughs> so anyway uh, but I get that. So, so there I do. Were, I think Gumby could do a much better job. There were the so. <laughs> by the way, I voted for Eric Cartman from South Park. I just, I just wanted, I wanted to say that publicly, and it's also in my book. But anyway, um, so uh, there were so many of my friends saying, "What are you doing? What are you doing for such a time as this? We need to vote this way." And I'm like, uh, "You can vote that way." And then right. I, there was so much pressure on me, and. Daryl and I met when he was running for U.S. Senate in 2016, and so I was closely, I was, I was the closest person in Daryl's life at the time, and I'm, I'm just watching this circus, right? And so I took it back to the Lord. I said, I said, Lord, and I now, now I asked a direct question, right? Because sure. before I was like, how do you want me to vote? And he said, don't vote for either, right? So now I'm like, am I supposed to vote for Donald Trump? And he said, no. Okay. And I said, okay, that was a direct question and a direct answer. All right, I won't. Well, anyway, so I stood my ground. I didn't do that, but God, God has reasons for giving. I mean, right. I think God. we all have to do what we're called to do. Right, exactly. But now we have challenges today. We do. Yeah. And I think we need to focus on those. But the backstory behind this is when you read these books, uh -huh. first of all, the tone that comes through these books is not my tone. Because I can be pretty fiery. I can get on a soapbox and I can talk to a group of people and say, yeah, let me tell you, you know, you are arrogant. You're not doing your job, you know, that kind of thing. But I know that these books are inspired by the Holy Spirit because when you read them, they are filled with hope and encouragement, but, um, but there is rebuke in there. But sure. it's, he would change my phrases, my words, my sentences when I wrote these books so that it was actually his thoughts and heart and not mine. And so um, anyway, so I try when I, when I speak to make sure that when I do speak, people feel his so heart, not mine. So in the coming time of trouble, yeah. you know, we all know that's, that's beginning with the recession. They won't tell us the truth about that we're mm -hmm. already in. So in the coming time of trouble, you know, as this, this, this separation is taking place and people are having to kind of side with the government that's doing some toxic stuff or side, you know, with the kingdom, um, how does that play out in the books? Okay. 
So what he said was, and the Lord has talked to me about the government for uh-huh. years, and he's told me very specific things. And I share some of those things in this book. He's given me very specific word about the government. And um, we are looking at, we can, we're now witnessing the establishment of the one world government. Yeah. Right. And so, um, and so it is forming. It's formed. Oh, yeah. Um, the beast system is already established. The, the switch hasn't been flipped on yet. But if anybody believes that, that the beast system has, is not established, it is. It's there and it's waiting to be turned on. Now, is that a year from now? Three, five, ten, whatever, right? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. And so what God oh, is... No, we could see the control that took yeah. place in the same way with the same language right. in country after country. And yeah, we're having right. the same problems they're having in Australia or Spain. or It's, it's just eerily right. too similar. So God says, hey, y- do you trust me? And yeah. we as Christians, we sh- the answer to that should be yes, right? But what he's calling us to do, what he's asking us to do, is to go back to the Christian community in the Bible, right? The people who were ultra-connected, who took care of one another? Yes, who threw their money into a pot. Woo, yes! Who threw their possessions into a pot. Yes. And then took care of everybody in the community, Right. Yes. And so I, I think, is it Aeneas or Aeneas, or I don't remember his name? Aeneas and Sapphira. <laughs> Didn't they get struck dead because they kept back? <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was, I think it was deeper than that. Of course. I think <laughs> these relationships between the people were so strong, and the love was flowing in a way that it was, mm-hmm. and they just really had to go really far out to, to, to step away from that. You know what I mean? Right. And the lying is, is, is you know kind of worse some of that took place and if they wanted to keep it they probably could have just kept it but they just right lied so (laughs) so we're seeing a shaking right now and um and it's so that we start to we start to understand oh wait a minute everything i have is because of god anyway because of, of the lord right right and so he's wanting us and and we're stubborn like we are super arrogant in the united states of america about our faith and we're not even as good of Christians, I would argue, as maybe in other countries, That's right? Real. Where they're persecuted and they really have to rely on their faith. And so this God's public option concept, which we will get to in greater detail, is it requires a paradigm shift yeah. because there are very few Christians that I've had conversations with that are willing to give up anything what they have right now <laughs> to actually help the people that are being hooked on the government financial meat hooks right right and right. being sent to the slaughter and um and anyway so what's interesting is because of covid we're now seeing middle class people we're now seeing small business people who are now saying um hey government can i have some more can you give me some more? Can you help me some more? Can you, you know, whereas before they were like looking at people who took government subsidies and they're like, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, will you? Why can't you do it without government helping? And now it's like God saying, now you what? see why. Mm-hmm. You guess what? You're asking the government for more help now, right? So he's opening our eyes right now, but the God's public option, which is the blueprint to separate us from the government, will solve. Um, brilliantly as a revolutionary solution uh, the the employment problem the staffing shortage for small business problem the housing problem the health care problem the education problem you name it it literally 
everything connects to this hub. This yeah. is the hub that every single solitary thing connects into, mm -hmm. and it ultimately is a system by our own free will. Right. We make a choice to be a part of right. because it's either this or it's the government. So what we're headed into, it's you have to pick your provider. Is it Jehovah Jireh of the Bible, our creator, or is it the government? Because there will be no in-between anymore. And you, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna pick a path. I think that's true. And you know what? As we we live through this time of, of the government suggesting this universal basic income mm -hmm. that they want to put everybody on, that's weird. By you the way, I mean? just a minute though, because the God's public option is based on a universal basic income, um, concept. Sure. Okay. So when God shows me, He says, "Look, here's real, here's counterfeit." Right. That. Right. So the globalists. And the antichrist government movement yeah, is the counterfeit, counterfeit is the counterfeit mm -hmm. uh, universal basic income system. Yeah, but when you yeah. look at the the most uh, most successful universal basic income prototype, it's the military, oh. right? So when you think about a system that worked where everybody gets a universal basic income, it's the military. Okay, but now in this, he's saying, look. You have to pay people for working. The Lord says, look, you got to pay people. I tell them in my word. Right. If you have a biblical work ethic, you will be blessed. But the government and, I'm sorry, the Christian community has blocked the blessings Whoa. of the work ethic to the, to the worker. So this is going to restore that. God is going to bring righteousness. He's going to bring justice. He's going to bring reparations. He's going to bring everything through this system mm -hmm. on his own with no government involved that is an amazing set of thoughts so um, the public option essentially it's going to be people coming together sharing of resources now this this will be attractive to some people yeah a lot of people yeah mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's an exciting idea and the point of all of it is it's not going to be attached to government. I'm glad yeah. because from what I can see, the way the government takes care of people, quote unquote, I see people on this social security system and they can barely live but they can't do anything else because you're not allowed to work. You know, I see, you know what I mean? Right. I see people on this welfare system. You know, you can barely survive you know, and that's the standard of living. You can barely survive, but you're not allowed to work. But the system you're talking about, we regain the dignity of work. Right. It's exciting. And it's brilliant because this is a natural world solution. So this is how cool Jesus is, right? He knows how we think. We think worldly, even though he says don't conform to the world, right? He knows that we're worldly people and that we think worldly. So this is, this is a solution Okay. This is a solution that is actually can be uh, established right now with no new, no new or repealed legislation, no public funding whatsoever. It's built on a franchise business model, so it can be duplicated and scaled immediately and, and uh, launched in any city in America right now. I love it. We want to hear more about that right after this commercial break. 
Hey, I'm going to remind you before we get ready to leave this segment that the Family Flavor Slide World Broadcasting Network and NPC Global present Slippin' and Slidin' Sunday, July 17th from 12 to 5 p.m. over in Wildflower Park here in Colorado Springs. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be all kinds of games, live music, food, races, bounce houses, and slides. And yes, we're bringing it back. The backpack benefit for the kids. If you want to call in and join us in this conversation, call us at 719-300-7936 right here at Family Flavors, the slide World Broadcasting Network. We're going to go pay some bills and we'll be right back. Another Life Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping those battling with mental illness and suicidal behaviors. Do you need to talk to someone? Our organization has recently received a grant to offer five free therapy sessions to eligible community members. If you live in the Fountain, Security, Widefield, Stratmore, Manitou Springs, and Monument areas, you may qualify for free therapy sessions. Even if you don't live in these areas, our network of counselors and therapists accept cash and most insurances. Don't suffer in silence. Schedule your appointment today. You can reach us at anotherlifefoundation.com or call us at 719-216-7238. Mental health is wealth. When times get tough and it seems like the odds are constantly stacked against you, wouldn't it be a blessing to know that you had an ace in the hole? Ladies and gentlemen, consider yourselves anointed because you can always bet on ace pawn and loans to have your back when difficult times attack. Are you down in your luck? Well, come on down and get the best bang for your buck. Ace Pawn and Loans is a family-owned and operated chain that has been servicing the people of Colorado Springs for over 40 years. Having been nominated and voted the best in Colorado Springs for four years running, Ace Pawn and Loan gives the ultimate attention to service and detail. Their staff at all three locations are impeccable and highly professional. Ace Pawn and Loan specializes in pawn loans, title loans, buying, selling, trading, check cashing, and money transfers. They even offer worldwide shipping. Ace Pawn and Loans is truly the best in the business. So make sure you contact the sincere patriots of pawnbroking and loans today. Trade today, get paid today. Catch the deals at three locations locally. 2339 Platte Place, 3060 South Academy Boulevard, 3638 North Academy Boulevard. Or find them on Facebook at Ace Pawn and Loans and tell them the slide sent you.
Rachel's Roundtable. I'm your host, Rachel Stovall, your favorite community advocate, and my special guest, Daryl and Jane Glenn, are going to keep on talking with us about this amazing concept, God's public option, where we actually get to solve the societal woes that we're looking at through um, being able to share with one another. I'm telling you, it's a mind-blowing concept, totally worth listening to, totally worth enjoying. So I, I want to take this particular time to see if I can find this the way I should. No, of course not, because being on the right page on Facebook would be too easy, right? <laughs> um, I want to take a moment to give you Daryl's bio. Hold on a second, guys. And again, we're talking about the American Christian Marketplace Authority. 
Daryl Glenn is a legal advisor. He has over 15 years of experience as an elected public official here in Colorado Springs. And after 21 years of active and reserve service, he's retired from the United States Air Force as a lieutenant colonel. Mr. Glenn is currently an attorney specializing in family law. In addition to regular duties as a county commissioner, here in El Paso County, Colorado. Mr. Glenn also served as chairman of the Criminal Justice Coordinating Council, responsible for coordinating the research, analysis, and interagency strategies for criminal justice matters in the Pikes Peak region. He was also chairman of the Regional School Safety Task Force, responsible for developing solutions to school safety issues and suicide prevention. Truly a timely topic with some of the shootings and other things as of late. Darrell was also selected by his colleagues to serve as the president of the El Paso County Board of Commissioners during his final term in office. And Darrell won the Colorado Republican nomination for U.S. Senate in 2016. Mr. Glenn has a bachelor's degree from the United States Air Force Academy and holds an MBA from Western New England College and a JD degree from New England School of Law. As I told you guys before, because we're doing it backwards now, Daryl is married to Jane Northrop Glenn and is currently a candidate for Colorado Springs Mayor 2023. Welcome, Daryl. Yeah, so glad to get to tell to the people about you. Both of you. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, this is a mind-blowing, interesting concept about creating the, the solutions for you know, societal problems without it being run or messed up by government. And for those of you who don't think government does things or it's messed up, I, I, I allow you to look at the VA and reconsider your position. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's kind of get into a little bit more about American Christian Marketplace Authority. <clears throat> okay, so the official legal name, because this is a business registered with the state of Colorado, Colorado oh, okay. is American Christian Marketplace Authority. Uh, the Lord did give me that name. It is, the term marketplace is in there because it's literally a completely set apart marketplace sure. of goods and services from uh, what we see today. It's also authority because God is the authority over this governing system that is going to compete with the government systems to provide for God's people. Right? I love that. So, Free market competition. Yes. Right? yes. So, um, so here's the good news. Uh, if you like your government as provider, you can keep your government as provider. If you don't, you can go with God's public option, American Christian Marketplace Authority, because it's a free will membership organization. Yeah. So you actually have to have skin in the game to say, I want to be a member of this organization so badly that I'm going to pay membership dues and I'm going to abide by the contractual obligations based on my membership to be a part of this organization. And if you don't follow those contractual obligations, you are in effect out of contract, which means you lose your membership and the benefits that come along with the, with the membership. So um, it's free will choice. God gives us free will choice and he wants us to choose him over the government. So, yeah. but we each get to do that. Um, okay, so let's, uh, you know, I talk a lot about this. Um, let's just pick one topic, uh, one issue that God's public option uh, solves, or the ACMA, I'll call that for short, American Christian Marketplace Authority, ACMA. Okay, so the ACMA solves the staffing 
problems for small businesses. Yes, let, please. Yeah. So let me tell you. Am uh, I crazy out in the community where it just seems like no one will work anymore? I'm confused. No. I go to restaurants. There's one person on duty, you know, trying to get, you know, something at the gas station. There's if like it's one clerk. Open. Hello, if it's open. Yeah. I see other ones that have changed their hours. Yeah. It's really wild out there like people have decided not to work and I'm confused because yes. I thought the unemployment benefits ran out. So if you're at home not working, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I we talk about this all the time and it's like, where did the workers go? Like did they just disappear? Did an alien ship come down and take them out to outer space? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But what we do know is that small businesses here are still having staffing shortages. And uh, it's for a number of reasons, right? One, people just don't work, aren't working. Two, the ones that are working are still getting sick, right? Yeah. And so then if they get sick, they yeah. can't work for a week or more. And then they're, they're short staffed to begin with. And now they're even short shorter staffed. staffed. Right, so you, you drive by businesses and you're like, oh, they shortened their hours or they're not open in the evening anymore, <laughs> kind of a thing, so. Yeah. It's true. You know, and again, people are making decisions uh, individually like, hmm, it actually gonna cost me more, I'll lose some of my benefits if I go back to work. That and is I'm true. And I'm so used to be, being able to receive benefits that I'm not going to work. So there, people are on, a, they, they make that calculation. Yeah. Each and every day. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this. So my background is in staffing. And the very first thing that the Lord had me do for him as an act of obedience and a test of faithfulness was this authority staffing, which I'm not going to go down that you know path right now. You mentioned but it, it in my bio. it was winning company. It was. Yeah. And by the way, four years before it got recognized by the state of Colorado and before he even downloaded the business plan to me, I was driving on the highway and I exited. And as I exited, just out of the blue, the Lord said to me, what I am building will be recognized by the state of Colorado. So he already told me four years in advance that what he was going to do. Okay. Um, so he was testing my faithfulness. I passed all the tests. I'm still putting myself out there to look like a fool. So clearly I love him more than my reputation at times. Um, anyway, so staffing is, is the core of this. And I, I, I know staffing inside and out. I would you know, think I'm an expert in the staffing arena. So sure. I had a staffing agency that specialized in employees coming out of incarceration. And uh, so this concept, when I started thinking about uh, small businesses, small staffing agencies are amazing, right? If you can afford a staffing agency for a number of reasons, they are such an amazing resource for a business. Yeah. And small businesses, small mom and pops, particularly restaurants, mm -hmm. have never been able to afford staffing agencies they, because there's a markup, right? And the profit margin for mom and pop shops, retail restaurants, has never been large enough to be able to afford the markup that comes with each employee being employed by this business, right? Sure. So, they, so they've never even thought about it. They just, it's just not ever been an option, okay? Right. So um, enter COVID, uh, COVID comes, uh, between COVID and the government and you know, their agenda, they literally decimate the entire you know, workforce for small yeah. businesses, right? And that was, that was on purpose, by the way, so. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 just, 
I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I think that too. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, right. They got they got to get rid of the mar- the small business marketplace so that we corporations can rule. Ninety percent of the right. economy. Yep. And, well, and they certainly want to control it. And exactly. They, and they created a mechanism to be able to control it now. Right. So enter Jesus. Right. So the Lord comes in and he says, "Hey." I love the small business mar- marketplace. This is literally what should be in society. Right. So here's a solution for staffing. So when you compare government as provider versus God as provider, government was the provider through COVID, right? So government steps in and says, hey, even though we just purposely uh, got rid of all your employees, right, yeah. we're going to rescue you now, right? So the government likes to create problems and then step out and say, we're going to be your savior now right? We're going to fix the problem that we just created for you because we want you to look at us that way. And so they come in and, and they say, hey, we're going to give you these PPP loans, Yeah. right? You can keep your employees. We're going to give you these PPP loans. So you just use them for to continue to pay the paychecks of your employees, whether they're working or not. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm not going to go into the d- details of it. I don't even know the details of it. I just know kind of the, 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 sure. the general, right? The general gist. gist of it. And so the PPP loans Clearly, all you have to do is look in the marketplace now and see that those were not, it wasn't an effective solution, right? Okay. So here's an effective solution. So with um, the ACMA, it is, the core of it is a staffing solution. Sure. Right? So you have these individual worker members, they pay a membership, they've got a contractual obligation. Now think of the military, right? Because when when God shows me things in certain analogies so I can understand them and and then explain them. So you have the workers who are the equivalent of the soldiers that are going to be deployed, okay? So now you have workers who are excellence trained in different categories. So there's a lot of people out there who love food service. They work in food service, all different areas of food service, right? So you've got now a category of food service employees. Sure. Or soldiers, right? And so they're under a contractual obligation, being a member, that they have to make themselves available and work for, you know, up to 40 hours a week sure. where we deploy them, where we send them. So if, a, so if business, if restaurant A becomes a member mm-hmm. of the ACMA, their membership allows them to tap into the workforce as needed. Yeah. Right? So then they can, with no markup. So here's, so there's no markup. That's exciting. It's just a pass-through, right? So, so they say, oh my gosh, I'm down um, three workers and, and we know the restaurant, right? And so they tap in and they say, I need three workers. And so we immediately deploy three workers to restaurant A, who's a member. Who are trained in and they're trained, the food service. Trained in food service. So oh, their right. learning curve is going to be quick, Yeah. right? You put them on food prep, you put them on uh, hostess, server, whatever, right? That's, that's their area. And, um, and so then when they, they're not needed anymore by the restaurant, because let's say some sick employees came back or whatever it was, then they th- put them back in the pool. Sure. And then we may deploy those same workers to restaurant B, who is a member of the ACMA. Right. But by the way, because it's based on a universal basic income, the soldiers who are at Fort Carson, they're they get their paycheck whether they're deployed or not, right? right? And they're doing things. I mean, right. they're not they're not sitting around, you know, on their couches while they're not deployed. Right. But that's what this is based on. So you, you there's certain things you have to be doing. Now, for example, we may send an employee to go uh, do a deep clean on one of the members, restaurant members. Right? Well, they're not working, but the restaurant who's a member needs a deep clean. So as part of a membership benefit, and we're paying these workers, we may send them to go do a deep clean on the restaurant. Yeah. Right? And that counts as part of their time that that they're working. So So um, they're covered. 
and the restaurant is covered too by actually being able to keep things at an even keel. Right. And it's anything from, oh shoot, I need somebody to go run and get me a part. I need somebody, a runner to go up to Denver and get me something. Well, guess what? Okay, now we have people who have valid driver's licenses driving. They go get the part, bring it back to one of our business members. So you can see it's a community, right? right. And everybody's got the same buy-in because they're all paying to be a part of this, by exactly. the way. Exactly. You don't, you don't want to be a part of it? Quit paying, and then you can't be a member of it anymore. But anyway, so, so that's kind of, that's the gist of this. Now, we charge the business member, the ACMA right. charges the business member right. just a pass-through of what they would have paid for the employee anyway, right? right. And not with no markup. Right. And, and with an, Which is amazing. With, let's say an administrative. That's literally the best right. staffing right. agency yeah. ever. Let's yeah. just say a, an administrative fee for payrolling. Out, sure. Right? So each person, whatever, pick your $2.00 whatever. Right. Um, and so there's there's a little amount that they pay above the pass-through, but they're not paying any more than if it was their own employee, right? And then the other benefit is, is that these employees are taken care of by the ACMA from a housing perspective, healthcare, all those kind of things, that the small business now doesn't even need to worry about that. Because if you're a small business owner, it is like you sometimes you can't even run your own business because you're trying to deal with the issues of all of your employees. Absolutely true. And so now, knowing that these are excellence-trained workers, knowing that these workers have their needs met through the ACMA, through the membership obligations and the contracts and all this kind of stuff, you can be a business owner that runs your own business. And by the way, because it's a staffing agency, you can say, this, is, this employee is a clown, is a Yahoo. I don't, I don't want nothing to do with them, which hopefully wouldn't happen because then they'd be in breach of their contract. But, right. but they can send them back and we'll send them somebody else. Right? right. That's, how, that's one of the benefits of a staffing agency. So... Hopefully that's enough to kind of you know Actually, like get a little teaser of itself is an amazing a, a little yeah. teaser it's of an amazing yeah. Yeah. is an amazing um, service and it keeps government out of it absolutely yes no Just, more PPP loans right and for the people who are working no more <laughs> welfare TANF you know or those other programs and if if um, ACMA is doing housing. No more Section 8. Yeah. Correct. And um, thank you for reminding me, because the contractual obligation of the worker member is that they must decline all government subsidy that they qualify for. So in order to become a member, they have to sign a waiver that says, I will not take food subsidies, I won't take Section 8, I won't take any of those things, and they would be in breach of contract if we found out that they were taking those things and they would lose their membership. So that's a way to bring people in, you know, and by the way, maybe we can look at this as helping the government budget. That's true. Right? Yeah, well, you, you, if you get rid of a lot of people off of the government dole. Oh, yeah. You be, and this is a voluntary association. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But that's because that operates on relationship. Right. I feel like a lot of the money that government is throwing at individuals doesn't work because they just throw the money at them. Right. There's no mentoring. There's no... Um, help for you emotionally. There's no intimacy. There's no one to show you how to go from being the person who is impoverished into the middle class. Right. And if you don't know those things, nine times out of ten, you ain't making it. Yeah. You are not making it. We're talking about a support system. You know what I mean? Community. And a, yeah, community. a community. Yeah. And, and this is generally the difference between someone who's impoverished and someone who mm -hmm. isn't. And it's also the difference between someone who is, let's say, middle class and someone who's rich. The rich person actually has 
the biggest network. You know, we just, you know what I mean, of people that they're connected to and that there's, you know, exchanges going back and forth and, you know, what we, what we would say is community. Yeah. It's, this is genius and and this is uh, i'm gonna throw these things out because all of this requires more conversation right but I, i'm prepared to talk about literally any every single topic relating to this but when you look at this as uh this is meant to launch as a criminal justice reform solution okay, okay. that that's been very, very specific by the Lord telling me this and especially having me do the work that I did for him before. And, um, but this is what people need. Yes. People exiting the criminal justice system are generally constrained by their felonies from even just getting a simple apartment. Yes. Which, you know, if you don't have shelter, you don't have time and you, and you have a hard time building into all of the other things that that bring you to the place of what we call being self-sufficient. And you need a job. Having somebody, exactly. Having the job, mm -hmm. having the shelter, yep. that literally is so much right there. I, I would imagine that people are excited about the idea. Didn't you tell me you talked with um, someone, uh, a, a bigwig in, oh, in our, our criminal justice yeah, Dean, system here in, in the state? Yeah. <laughs> and they thought the, the, the concept was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Dean, so Dean Williams. So, um, disclaimer, this was a couple of years ago. It was sure. right before, before COVID, COVID yeah. hit, yeah. right? So I already knew, I mean, God's public option was already written. It hadn't been published yet. I already knew. I'd walked out everything the Lord showed me. Mm -hmm. And um, so I contacted Dean Williams. And this was during the time where he was making the rounds of having community conversations with people. And um, and so I, I just reached out to him and I said, hey, I want to pitch a concept to you. And so we had set up a time where I was going to go in and meet and present this, this concept to uh, Dean. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so Dean Williams is the CEO of the Colorado Department of Corrections. He was appointed by Governor Polis. He came here from Alaska. Mm -hmm. um, I remember reading some articles about him, and the, the Holy Spirit said that this man is good. That, um, and, uh, and then he, he's a believer, and he said he believed that in, these art in this article, he said, I believe I was put in this position uh, for a purpose, yeah. for a reason, things like that. Yeah. He's, he's done incredible things uh, in the, in my opinion, in the prisons in Colorado. Sure. So anyway, a snowstorm hits and we're, it's a blizzard. It's the, it's beginning of 2020. And uh, so we're texting, I'm texting Dean and he says, well, let's just, you know, meet at a coffee shop. And so I said, great. So Daryl and I met with uh, uh, Dean at a coffee shop. And so I said, hey, I just want to pitch a concept to you. So I lay out this God's public option from a, from a re-entry perspective. And so at the end, he said, um, so you're telling me you can pull this off right now? And I said, no, I'm not telling you I can pull this off right now. I can't pull this off right now. It's the concept. I, I, right. I, I don't have any funding, you know, all that kind of stuff. Sure. I can't pull this off. I just wanted to know what you thought about it so I know how to think about this moving forward. And he says, and you're telling me you don't need any money from me to do this? No, you and need I, private investors. Yes, and I said, no, that would defeat the whole purpose. If you give me a penny, <laughs> then I have to obey your rules, and I don't do that very well. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it would defeat the whole purpose. And he sat there and he said, well, when you're ready to do this, right. you contact me again. I'll set you up with the people that you need to know. Um, 
You know, I'll, I'll rearrange my pods if you need me to, because we were talking about veterans. We were talking about, you know, yeah. different groups that are in the prisons. He said, I'll rearrange my pods for you. Um, I'll give you a green pass. You can come and go in the prisons as you please. And he says, you just let me know uh, when you're ready. So he wants a um, pilot program. That's exciting. So, so. He's he, open to it. Yeah, so exactly. He, so he leaves, and I look at Daryl, and I said, I said, babe, I'm so glad you were here to witness that because if I if I told anybody that he said that to me, they'd be like, yeah, right, you're just making that up. And I'm like, you witnessed it, you heard it no. out of his mouth. So anyway, but that was a couple years ago, so maybe things have changed. I don't know if I brought this up again, uh, if he would, you I know, would be green light it. Change. If you think about it, I'm extremely sure the prison population went up during COVID. Yeah. And is rising now. And they still have the same problems. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, even if it doesn't start as re-entry in the prisons, it can still start right as they get out and we are distanced from the government, right? right. So it doesn't matter. That is not going to make or break what God and is I'm, establishing. And I'm thinking a lot of people would be pretty excited to get out and be distanced from the government. Yeah. They would rather deal with a community of support rather than parole people, la, 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 yeah. all yeah. those people that so often for people in the criminal justice system, it feels to them like they've been assigned Mission Impossible and set up to fail. Right. Well, they That's have true. been, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in El Paso County, you know, no shade intended, but it seems like all of the halfway houses and other, you know, things that, that are, are set up seem to belong to all of these judges' wives, which makes you wonder if people are getting assigned to prison or regressed because it is profitable rather than it is truly, quote-unquote, a punitive me measure. And I'm not even sure what I think about punitive measures, you know, all, all right. the way, you know? Well, the truth is that there is something... Uh, called the prison industrial complex. Now, to what extent is that a money-making machine? Well, that's probably debatable, but it does exist. It's always existed. It still exists. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I, I worked with um, felons. I would go into the prisons, actually, and speak to the general population in a number of prisons when I was doing authority staffing. And, you know, it's interesting because um, uh, people, well, actually, just all human beings, because we're wired, we get our dignity from contributing, right? I mean, Agreed. right? So whether we, we contribute at work, we contribute as a citizen, whatever, that's how we get our dignity because that's how that's, that's how God designed us. Yes, that's and, good. And so um, I would hold my employees to high expectations. And I was like, you know, look, if you, if you make me look bad, you're out of here. <laughs> you know, this is... <laughs> We're, we're doing this together. You're going to do your part. I'm going to do mine, you know, but I'm going to hold you to high expectations. And, and so anyway, I was taking some of my employees to work, and uh, one of my employees just popped off at me in the car. And, and I, he was sitting in the front seat, and I, uh, there was another employee in the back. And uh, he's going off, and I, I said, I said, uh, Jeff, I just, just a second here. I just want to remind you who you're speaking to. And he says, I know who I'm speaking to. And he just kept popping off. And I said, you're speaking to your employer. Do you understand this? And he said, yeah, I do. And, uh, and I said, um, I, oh, this has been years ago. And so anyway, I pulled the car over to the side of the road. And by the way, they worked out in the middle of nowhere. And, um, and so I pulled the car over to the side of the road. And I said, give me your badge and get out. I said, my own children don't even speak to me that way. And I freaking dumped him on the side of the road. And then I took the other guy to work. And so the next day I went to, 
pick up the crew from the halfway house and they get in there like you're the talk of the halfway house <laughs> like don't mess with her don't mess with and her I'm she like, acted right I'm like well I didn't do that so that I you know was the talk of the house that's just how I roll like you're not gonna treat me that way you're and but anyway um my employees literally received rewards um and at their place of employment yes, they they were recognized they by they hr worked they worked their tails off they so it, it was it was really good and they were so proud of themselves and just it was amazing which so, would be phenomenal for not only the people who would be the employees of the staffing but those who need to receive them i watched restaurants closing last year because when they came back from covid they didn't have enough servers and they couldn't convince people to come back and the people wouldn't come back because they were like, I can sit at home yep. and get money for doing nothing. I'm cleaning the house. I'm mowing in the yard. I ain't working. Well, and the quality yeah. has gone down, too. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at it, doesn't matter what profession that you're in. When you go in there and, and you were, had an expectation of the service that you were going to get, mm-hmm. now people are, some employers are having to compromise on that. It's like, I need a warm body to be able to just keep the doors open. Right. And that quality of service, that customer service is going down. I tell you what, we definitely need this concept to materialize. We need all of it. So I shall look forward to being updated on kind of what happens with that. So in our last segment, because we're, um, we're going to do a short commercial break and we're going to come back, I want to hear a little bit about Daryl's race and, you know, what's going on with that. So... We're going to take a commercial break. Our producer's going to help us out. We are here at Family Flavors World Broadcasting Network. We're going to slide into a commercial break and see you in just a few minutes. Are you looking for a strong legal team to help you through a time of crisis? Unknown of who to contact when the law is overbearing? Are your friends or loved ones in fear and trial is drawing near? Defense is more than simply a word within the hollowed halls of the law offices of Barker and Tolini. Ladies and gentlemen, it is literally a cornerstone that these men work, breathe, and live by every day. For nearly a decade, this prestigious law firm has humbly and diligently labored in defense of the people. The law offices of Barker and Tolini are the premier criminal defense attorneys within the Bar State. Hands down. In your time of legal need, contact the super team of Bark Antolini at 719-227-0230. Again, that's 719-227-0230. Let them know that you heard it here on the slide so they know we got your back. Contact the offices of Barker Antolini at 720 South Tejon Street, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80903. Or at Colorado on Mondays at 10.30 a.m., join me, Rachel Stovall, for Rachel's Roundtable, featuring community conversations plus all your favorite soul music from back in the day. Your favorite community advocate will energize you during our Motivation Monday segment. We'll catch you up on the trends and headlines from all around our community and even the country. And we'll introduce you to movers and shakers that you need to know. Everybody wants to jam to, learn from, or join in at Rachel's Roundtable on Family Flavors, the Slide World Broadcast Network. Call in at 719-300-7936. 
so many things that's held us down But now it looks like things are finally coming around I know we've got a long, long way to go And where we'll end up, I don't know But we don't let nothing hold us back We're putting our show together We're polishing up our record If you've ever been held down before I know you refuse to be held down anymore Don't you let nothing, nothing Trying to make it, they only push you aside. They really don't have nowhere to go. Ask them where they're going, they don't know. But we won't let nothing hold us back. We're gonna put our show together, gonna polish up our act. Well, and if you've ever been held down before, I know you refuse to be held down anymore. tuned in to Rachel's Roundtable, my special guests, Daryl and Jane Northrop Glenn, have been talking about an exciting concept outlined in this book. For those of you on Facebook, you can see it. It's called God's Public Option. I want you to find out what you can do to go online and get the book, What We Can Do About Our Social Ills Without Having Uncle Sam Try and Act Like Uncle Daddy. (laughs) I'm not with it. <laughs> and even though, um, you know, I don't, I don't know that everything about politics is bad. I just think that the coercive elements have to go, and what, that's what is exciting about this um, this marketplace, this Christian American marketplace authority. It's exciting because 
it's by choice. Mm -hmm. Freedom, we're all about that here. So, um, just kind of switching gears for this last smaller segment. I want to hear about what you're doing, Daryl. Tell the people. Oh, hey, I'm happy. You know, I took some time off after a Senate race and things, and you sit back and you talk to people and you look at what's happening. And yeah. I just can't sit back. I grew up in this community and I've got to jump into running for mayor. Ah, yeah. okay, okay. What's your main platforms? The main thing is when you're looking at what's happening, uh, we're at a critical time. And it's about leading. And government is not the answer. The be-all, end-all. When you're looking at the size and growth of federal government, the expansion, and the impact on local control. And I don't think people truly understand that when they give up that authority to sure. a higher level, at a state and federal level, yeah. you're losing local control. And when you think about the mayor, you think about the aspects of your life, whether it's public safety issues, infrastructure, the things that touch you each and every day, a lot of people don't understand that the local community makes those decisions. Right. And these nonpartisan positions. Right. So we have a critical election that's coming up next April, and we're talking about those issues now. We have to. Okay. I mean, I think that those are great issues to talk about. Yes! So where can the people find you to be able to kind of begin to engage? Well, you start at Daryl Glenn for Colorado, and, and I want to make sure we talk about some central issues. When you start thinking about COVID. Yeah. COVID has been used to expand government to the lowest level, from cradle to grave. And when you think about the challenges going forward, mm -hmm. how the government has used emergency powers, right, and how they've been able to tie dollars to those dictates things that happen at the local level under the guise of an emergency. Right. And that's important for people to understand. Look, people have been impacted by COVID. I don't want to minimize that. Yeah, we can't. Um, but we've gotten away from being able to respect the individual right to make personal decisions. Okay. And I believe it's a God-given right for us to be able to respect that. The things that you do to your body with regard to whether or not you want to have a vaccine or not is critical. It is. When you think about what has happened, where the government has made the decision to arbitrarily shut down businesses, mm -hmm. uh, to be able to tell people whether or not they can be go into and enjoy quality of life things. They've created a two-class society. I'm sorry, we understand what happens in our community when we've created a two-class society and that can't right. stand. Right. That is, that is really, really good. So just kind of getting you guys on notice about about Daryl Glenn. So let's go for last thoughts about God to punch back and God's public option. What do you want the people to know, you guys, about these books, about this concept? Well, I can tell you from the standpoint <laughs> of, you know, running for local office, mm -hmm. the big thing that we're focusing in on are the supply chain issues. Okay. And supply chain issues can be broken down into workers, housing, you name it. And from a government standpoint, I want to make sure the government is not getting in the way for private innovation because right. that has been the be-all, end-all solution. And what I believe that is happening here is an opportunity for creative innovation through the private sector. So uh, do a I. A greater <laughs> sense of community, and you can do that when you're following principles that are outlined in my life's book. Uh, and I think my final word on this is um, <clears throat> we 
we're we're in danger in this nation, and enough and people don't understand the danger that we're in from the trickle down of money from the federal government to the state government to the local government. So we we disagree on some political things, sure, um, but we do agree on local control, right? And and in that you. It has to, every local community has to, almost like, you know, Nehemiah, right? Fortify the wall around the, yeah. the local community, which means you have to s- begin to uh, decrease the funding that's coming from whatever level of government is above this level, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you, you're you going to be at the state level, right? Sure. So your your job is going to be, okay, how, how can I, wait a minute, do they... Does my community really need this money? Right. And is it what how is it attached I, how, to? Exactly. Right? How can I how can I free right? up citizens to create their own solutions? Right. So then or you can say you can come back here and say, look, I'm out of ideas. I'm either taking this money and there's gonna be something attached to it, or hey, can you guys rally and get this done without any government money? Right. That's good. So it's the same thing everybody at the state level, uh, you have to decide, are you gonna take federal money? Right. Because it's it's that that's what happens. And and people don't understand how much federal money is coming into the local community and that our federal government is now hitched to the global government. Right. And so there's going to be a lot of really, really nefarious things coming through the dollar um, and contracts with accepting money from the federal government. And so what God is doing is he's saying, hey, you guys need to slow this down. And at the local level you guys have to be self-sufficient, right, as a community. Wow. Right? That's so, the goal, yeah. being self-sufficient. Easier to do in a home rule city, right? Well, absolutely. When you sit down and you talk to people right now, uh, what are the kitchen table issues? Inflation is killing people. Absolutely. It, it really is the cost of goods and services. You literally can drive around and watch the cost of gas go up. Yeah. And it's being impacted, and it's really crushing people, especially on fixed incomes. Yeah, it is. So people are either going to have to work a second job, or else they're going to have to find a way to pay down debt to create discretionary income. Right. And then when you're looking at that from the supply chain issues, cost of goods are going up. When you go to the grocery store, the eggs, milk, and everything is increasing in value. So we need to make sure as a local community that the things that we can do as a local government to eliminate regulation, to allow creativity, to allow the, the production of our goods and services at the local level, that's going to help. Because when you have to ship goods and services in, mm-hmm. that shipping cost is actually going to impact that. When right. things have to be trucked in, it's absolutely going to be impactful to that. And so to tie that in, to relate it to uh, the ACMA, right? So, okay, you have workers, we'll send the workers to the farms. Right. So now the farms yeah. have workers and then we also have transportation. Right. So then you transport That's the good. goods to the restaurants so they can continue with their food. So you ha- we have to look at everything as how can we accomplish here? Uh, and, and, you know, and we yeah. like and we, we like to tell individuals and families about self-sufficiency. Right. Right. Well, we, we rarely talk about a, a city as being self-sufficient. Right. right? So mm-hmm. we need to take our own advice. And we need to become yeah, self-sufficient as a city and as a county right. where we we know how to run things down here. And, hey, thanks, uh, state government, but we actually don't need your funds. Hey, thanks, federal government, but we actually don't need your funds. 
and and God's We're handling giving, our own business. And, yes. and the thing is, God is giving us time to do this. Yeah. He's He's saying, you guys got to do this. I'm giving you time. But if ultimately you choose not to do this, there's going to be a natural world consequence of it, right? right? Not, maybe not an eternal consequence for some of us, but there's going to be a natural world consequence Jesus. of it. And it's we're going to be under the rule of some authoritarians, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, if you want your funding, you got to get vaccinated. Oh, if you want this, you, oh, we don't like the post you did. We're not going to give you your universal basic income right and, and we know that's coming is i mean that's, yeah. that's not a secret so so you look at your policies to be able to do those types of things we want to be encouraging people to be able to grow their own local produce right so we also want to make sure that when we're looking at ways to be able to access services let's be innovative let's yeah. make sure that we don't have yeah. we're, we're dis- creating a disincentive for people to create home-based businesses those types of things because right. they all can be plugged into a non-governmental solution to be able to provide those essential goods and services that the community needs to be able to be successful man that is good and i think that's we're going to end it we're talking about enhancing our freedoms being more independent and, and being able to share and, and, and put things together as a community. This has been a great show. I want to thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I was glad to have you. When I see your YouTube, the Kingdom Industrial Complex, <laughs> I actually I, I shared one of those on my page today just so people have some context and they can kind of get some more of this particular content. Make sure that you check out Jane Northrop Glenn and Daryl Glenn that's running for mayor 2023. That's it for Rachel's Roundtable. I'm your host, Rachel Stovall, and I will see you soon. Mondays at 1030, right here at Family Flavors a Slot, World Broadcasting Network.